This is Billy Corbin, co-founder of Rack and Tour, director of Cocaine Cowboys, The U, and Magic City Hustle, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. Alright fam, what's up? Season 8, episode numero 5, or as uh, Bernard would like to say, Cinco. Cinco. The Evening Juice with Lemon City Live. It's, it's, uh, it's your boy, Vinny Vegas, producer Fungus, guy Larry Fresh, NFL Stradamus over there, Achilles, Team Flores. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm also on Team Flores. Yo. Back we got the, the gang back together, bro. The whole gang's back together, brother. The, whole the morning juice gang. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love that it. If you're quarterback, <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a jam packed show for you today. We got so much NFL talk. We got upsets. We got legal issues. Oh my god, so much stuff. Uh, we got some heat talk. We got some ice cats. So if you're there's a watching, lot. there's a lot. Let's there's get, so much. We're, we're gonna get all into it. If you're watching, you're watching on our Facebook page. You're watching on our Twitter page, and you're also watching on the Five Reasons YouTube Network, or you're watching tomorrow on our YouTube page or on our Twitch page. So shout out to everybody. Shout out to Five Reasons Sports. Let's get into it. NFL Shadamas, bro. What you got for us, man? Well, I gotta give you my juice and my my phonies, bro. Oh, true that. True. I'm that. always got, ready, bro. I'm I always, always ready. What do, you, what do you guys want to start with? Hey, when your hairstyle looks like you're selling methamphetamines, man. Hey, bro, don't Oof. be jealous because of this luscious latucci, <laughs> this lettuce I got going here, bro. Man. Look how nice this is, bro. It's nicer yeah. than that foilage you got back there. <laughs> what, you don't, what you don't know is that Edwin, Edwin discovered that methamphetamines is actually a good leave-in conditioner, and that's why he looks so good. <laughs> and it smells <laughs> great, too. <laughs> All right, uh, what do you guys, you want the juice or you want the phony? Give us the juice. The juice? Oh, with bad news, though, then give us the, the juice. Okay, all right, then I'll start all with right, my phony. My, uh, my biggest phony of the weekend is... <laughs> that guy right there. <laughs> that dude right oh. there. I got receipts. He wanted to hop on the Joe Burrow Bengal bandwagon all weekend. <laughs> Talking about that, that's his quarterback. Yeah, that guy. Talking about that's his quarterback, and he loves him so, Joe Burrow. You totally abandoned Tannehill. You abandoned your boy, Baker Mayfield. You watch OBJ scoring touchdowns for the Rams, which he wasn't doing with your boy. You saw all that blow up in your face all in one weekend, and you tried to jump ship. That's the biggest (laughs) phony of the weekend. Boom. Do I have a way of defending myself? No, not a, not at all. <laughs> oh, okay. We got unfortunately we got the receipts on this one, bro. Sorry. Yeah, bro. We. I'm not denying what I said. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is still my guy. Ryan Tannehill is still my guy. But, but he's when, not your quarterback. They're when, just your guys. They're not your quarterback anymore. Yeah, I'm convenient. Yeah. Now I've always been a fan of Joe Burrow. Uh huh. Yo. <laughs> Because for, for one, he was so I couldn't really talk about him. I got about Hill. I got a chance to talk about uh, Baker Mayfield. Now, the one thing I will give you, guts. I mean, I'm sorry, Edwin, is Ryan Tannehill made me want to fly to Tennessee 
and slash his goddamn tires <laughs> in that division championship. I was really disappointed. But you cannot never tell me that I was never a Joe Burrow friend because I never told you, but I, he was always <laughs> And you know I root for underdogs. Regardless of the fact if he won the Heisman, regardless of the fact that he won, he won the national championship, when he left Ohio State, he was a forgotten man. And that's why I became his fan. <laughs> that's when it was. You could be a fan, but it doesn't mean he's your quarterback. <laughs> Get out of here. Bing bong. Listen, all right? It's over. All right? You're the phony. Let's move on to the next. Who else has their phony? Who wants to go? I'll go, bro. My phony is, bro, just the NFL in general still dealing with all these racism fucking issues, bro. Like, why can't... What they, they're just going to be, they're never going to change, bro. NFL is going to be good old boy shit from now to the end of time. Solid. That's, that's Solid. my phony. Quick on that, though, Gus. Yeah. There's good old boy system in every job. So it's, it's the NFL just had a, at a different magnitude. Yeah. Now, it came out, it was, it was shitty. You know, Bill Belichick thinking he was texting Brian Flores. Brian Dable, yeah. He was texting another Brian. Who has that happen to? A lot of people. That's why you got to change their names up. You put Brian. Brian Dolphins, Brian New York. You know what I'm saying? That's how yeah. you have problem. But it's a good old boy system in whatever job you got. Basketball, football, hockey. It just sucks that it had to be Brian Flores because you know, he's going to – him doing this, suing, he's kind of ex- – he's, he's never getting back to the NFL. Oh, it, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to break it down. We're going to talk a little bit more about it. I just want to get through everybody's phony. Let's go. Achilles. Go ahead. Oh, Tom Brady, as always. Tom Brady is your phony? The stupid clown comes out. He's like, hey, his entire name is renounced. No way. I'm going day to day. And then he just waited another day to put out a bullshit, boring ass Instagram, bro. Wow. Everything about him is so cringy and annoying. I can't wait to never hear about this freaking clown ever again. Wow. And then he he announced it today and he gets dunked on by the awesome Brian Flores. Tom Brady can suck it. Just leave. We're done with you. You're retired. Get out of here already, bro. All right. Fair enough. His, his dad, oh, no, I know for sure he hasn't said anything. <laughs> and then two days later, you do it anyway, bro? Stop it. I get I love you. It. I love I it. I get you. My biggest phony is every NFL team that has a bad organization saying that your quarterback is not the reason you can win. Quick example, Joe Burrow went to the Cincinnati Bengals, changed the whole organization around. They're the Cleveland Browns themselves. Uh, Matt Stafford, who left Detroit, went to the to the uh, Rams and took it to the championship. That organization sucks. So any organization that says that is not the quarterback is trash because your best quarterback, Detroit, was, uh, was Matt Stafford. And you're never going to have a quarterback that ever like that again. Good, kudos to him, man. Yeah, happy for him. Happy for him. All right, who Wait, wants to I, go? I want. I need some clarification. So, are you saying that they should blame their quarterbacks that suck, or that I don't, the, I, I don't even get it? No, he's saying organ. It's the organization now oh. because you know you had they had Carson Palmer, and mm-hmm. they imploded that. So they took a chance on Joe Burrow. Got him weapons. His O line just sucks. But he got it done. So it's the organization. It's not the quarterback. We cleared yeah. that up. Yeah, he's the only guy to get sacked nine times in a playoff game and still win. 
But Tua has the best accuracy ever. Oh, shut up. Right, give me who's get a real juice. Give me who's, who, who's give, who are you giving the juice to then, Achilles? Who are you giving it to? Rafa Nadal, bro. Old ah, man. you stole mine, dude. The guy <laughs> goes out there. You know what? You know what I love about him? Is that if I was like he looks like me when I if I spent a week playing tennis out in Australia with the thinning hair and like <laughs> the shiny face from getting sunburned, you know what I mean? Like I can appreciate it. And he goes out there, old man, down two sets and comes back and wins it anyway yep. to become the all-time Grand Slam champion, uh, winner champion. Wow! Stole my thunder, dumbass Novak Djokovic is at home. Because he's a walking super spreader. Yeah. <laughs> you stole my thunder. You stole my thunder. Just to piggyback on it, I, I I thought that with all the there was a lot of great storylines, a lot of easy juice to give out, plenty all weekend long. But to me, I thought the historical significance, some goat juice was really needed here, and that was with uh, Nadal here because we've been so fortunate that for the last what twenty years we've had three Michael Jordans playing at the same time in one sport watching you know it's all three of them have 20 even though Novak is is an idiot now but still he's got 20 major uh you know grand slams all three of them were tied and here comes the doll who hadn't played the last two you know because the injury was contemplating retiring because of a serious foot injury you know just comes back down two sets like everything was just beautiful wonderful it was a great story and again the the, someone said I don't know where I heard it but someone said it like tennis has had three Michael Jordans playing at the same time, you know, and yeah. we've been so fortunate and we forget about it. But yeah, that was my juice. Some historical goat juice there. A little tennis variety. Who wants to, uh, what about you guys? Um, my juice is Cincinnati, the city of Cincinnati. <laughs> the whole city. <laughs> 30 years. They haven't seen anything extraordinary when it comes to championship, anything in sports. Yeah. You know, the Reds, eh. but they found a way with the Bengals, and those fans deserve to have the juice. When they when they win, they're going to have the whole goddamn farm of, of juice making. When I already they, saw that. Um, they, they, they made it. They don't have to worry about another championship again for 30 years. They're good. <laughs> the city of Cincinnati announced that schools will be closed the day after the Super Bowl. That's how big it is. That's <laughs> how so it should be. <laughs> I'm excited about it. It's going to be a good one. All right, solid All right, Cincinnati juice, Midwestern juice. What do you got, Gus? All right, I like to know with some orange juice there, bro. Oh. All right, me. <laughs> there you go. All right, for me, I, I, yeah. There, thank you, thank you. I, I wanted to go with uh, with just Matthew Stafford, bro. The guy has been deserving of this opportunity for his whole career, and I think it goes to show that. Just because you're a great quarterback doesn't mean you can get it done by yourself, Edwin. You still need to be part of a good organization like the Rams. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. And Just look so, at the team that's playing in the other in the other side of the of the Super Bowl. The Bengals yeah. won four games last season. That's a trash uh-huh. organization. But yeah, this I get one it. guy came in and everybody's no, and they but no, no they won. The he he's not the reason they won these games. He's not the reason they won these games. Hold on, listen. No. All he listen. did was his You're job, done. but he's not the reason. I'm not gonna listen to no, your insanity. I'm not gonna listen to your insanity, bro. Nah, you're completely wrong. I already know where you're going, and you're wrong. They won those games because of their defense and because they have a monster kicker, bro. I didn't say that he's the reason why. I'm saying they are rallying around Joe Burrow 
more than they ever did for that coach or anybody else on that team prior to Burrow being there. You can have a guy that you, you rally around. Rallying around Joe Burrow. What Bro, the hell does that even mean? Coolest motherfucker out there doing stuff and making other players better. He's not the only reason they're winning, but he is the biggest change from what that team was before he got there to what it is now. Because he is him and uh-huh. Jamar Chase are killing it. But it's an infectious thing, bro. Those guys know and they do something and they make people around them better. That's the big difference. That's why I'm saying it. That's that's been the that team won four games last season and he has been a pro last year, bro. Stop saying four team. Years. Huh? Stop saying it's it, it proves you wrong. No, it doesn't. Of course, he didn't play last year. What are you talking about? He played ten games last season and won four of them. And listen, I won't, I won't never listen to a guy who looks like he's gonna abduct somebody's kids. Like I'm never, <laughs> uh, like the way you're looking right now, all your crap is gone. Like Joe, <laughs> you have to have an organization back you sometimes. And yeah, man, Baffert, he went to the Rams and get, look at it. Come on, yeah, bro. dude. The Rams are a better or are a better run team. I'm just telling you, you can have a guy with a trash organization. That's why he couldn't do it in Detroit because that's a trash organization. I agree. And I'm telling okay. you, and he goes to the Rams, a better organization, and he wins. Cincinnati so has always been a trash organization. The thing that's changed is not Zachary Taylor. Is this? We don't look at him the same way we look at McVay. McVay is a savant. Did you see this video of him recalling? I think I sent it to you guys in the chat. Recalling yeah. plays from like 2015. Mm-hmm. Like they're telling him, okay, third quarter when you were in Washington, fourth in this, and this didn't happen, and he told you exactly what happened, the play call, and everything. The guy is a savant. We don't look at Zachary Taylor the same way. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, there's a big difference. He coached with the guy for almost a decade. He's going to know his tendencies. So it's like, like did like a, a a Tony Romo call call a play before the play happens. He knew the guy from 2015. That's why he was able to call it. No, I, I'm just saying, but the, the, what I'm saying is McVay, he's shown you that the guy is like on another level of coaching. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he's so in tune. And Zach, the, the Zach Taylor guy hasn't really shown you anything like that. He's a good coach. He's managed to, to steer the ship into uh, how many wins did they had this season. If you play a team three years in a row and the head coach of that team is one of your best friends, you would be able to call his, you can tell what was on the back of his hand. So it's not like Sean McVay did anything that was like spectacular. He knows the guy, so he was. Able I don't. Th- to- I don't think you know the the what I'm talking about. Though. I think we're 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 on different things here. I'll send you the video and you'll see what I'm talking about. But anyway, let's <laughs> let's move on because we're gonna go back and forth there. We got what? Anyways, uh, all I'm saying is that Joe Burrow by himself did not turn the team around. I didn't they say drafted, he turned it around by himself. Well. You said they rallied around him, and that's they why they rallied around him. You could rally around a guy. The freaking Angels rallied around a monkey and won a World Series in 2002. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, it was a rally monkey. Dennis knows what's up, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 a thing. You can have something like I'm not saying he's the sole purpose that they won. I'm just saying he right. is something that made them better. More oh, so, wow. you know what? You know what made? I'll take everyone. Yeah, Joe seriously. Burrow made the Bengals better. I'm saying you, he you made. Them what, do you know what made the them coach. better? Do you know more what made them the better, coach. Edwin? Do you know what made? You know what made Joe Burrow make the Bengals better is that he just went out there and he did his job like a competent quarterback. He's not out there doing some fucking all-world quarterback shit. You're he right. just played. He just played like a normal good quarterback. But right. so a lot of players on that team. Also played really well. Jamar Chase had a fucking great ass season. The Cincinnati Bengals got hot at the very end of the season, and they are the reason why they won these playoffs game playoff games. Not not the offense. You're right. You're right, Gus. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so the offense had nothing to do with 
scoring points. I literally just said that Joe Burrow went out there and he and he did what he was supposed to do. He no. didn't. He didn't Jimmy G the game. He didn't Jimmy. He didn't Garoppolo the game. Come on, bro. I didn't, I didn't, say, I didn't say he game managed. I didn't well, say that's he what you're managed. saying. He did what he had no. to do. You just did. he did what he's supposed to do. He went out there and he played like a competent quarterback. Not a, he played like a baller, dude. The guy went out there and did what he had to do, like you said, and he's been doing it the whole playoffs. He was Joe Cool every week, and the guy is only in his second season, bro. Like. Get out of here! You're not. We're not. We're not supposed bro. to see anything at this level, bro. And he went into Kansas City and played uh-huh. and matched up without any fear against right. Patrick Mahomes. Like, come on! We haven't seen anything at this level. Okay. Mahomes did it too in three years. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, Mahomes. And that's why I'm telling you, yeah. Mahomes and Burrow are in that same category to me. Unlike a guy like maybe let's say Justin mm-hmm. Herbert or two or any of these other guys that are still a notch below. Like this guy's so, showing you that it's just he's on. It, we're, just sit back and enjoy that we're watching a new crop of quarterbacks, the Josh Allens, the Joe Burrows, the Mahomes. This is oh, a I whole new it. era, bro. It's then great. You at me for saying get Those... rid of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Like, no, we need the old guys. I love yeah. greatness. Well, no, bro, enough with that. Oh, no, for sure. Older, 100%. 100% on that. <laughs> All right, so we've, we're, we're talking about it. It's it's we're, mm-hmm. we're in the lead-up to the Super Bowl. We just had a – we've had a phenomenal playoffs, right? Wild card. Wild card was a little suspect. The only thing the wild card showed is that the expanded playoffs are stupid. Yes, yeah. leave it the way it was because it's super exciting. No, yes, I expanded playoffs. It was awesome. They were terrible. What are you talking about? All those games were terrible. No, the blowouts. Yes, but like they I, were all blowouts in the wild card. But I'm saying you just kind of. But those teams should have the opportunity. They <laughs> still. Why? They because, did it before, and the playoffs were perfectly fine. And no, then they did it twice now, and none of those teams have done anything. So they're it, not good. <laughs> the best divisional games possible. Those divisional games were amazing. Also, the blowouts were amazing. Look, they were I, I, I agree. I agree with TD on this. I thought that the wild card leading up to it on paper, it was really good. You had really good divisional matchup games there that were interesting going into it. Did it produce? I think when you compare it to what happened divisional round and now in the conference round, it's hard to obviously. No, we were talking about them that being the worst slate of playoff games ever. Before I, okay, maybe these other I don't think it was the worst. I don't think it was the well, worst. It, was. it wasn't Every as good game as that. Was bad, bro. Anyway, it was bad. Let's just let's just move on from the wild card, though. It was bad. When it I, I also think something is something. Come on, dude. It does it does make the end of the regular season a lot more exciting, also, because it was so it, it was close. Let's like being excited because you make it to AC. No one actually cares. Congratulations. You're going to get throttled by the first seed. Wow. Yeah. Real exciting. You know, Come just on, like, the, you know who was the number one seed that got throttled? Or not throttled, but they, they got their ass kicked? Tennessee. Okay. Just letting you know in case you forgot. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So the, the card was, you know, but divisional round was considered oh, one great. of the best ever. And then the conference mm-hmm. championship, these, bro, we had great, two, great. Another great. two banana great. games. Yeah. It was so much fun. So you know what a lot of people don't talk about when these number one seeds that going to, they have that bye week and that, that team that they're playing has momentum. That one seed should be worried. Because a lot of the one seeds were getting up, or these top seeds were getting upset by the fact that they had that bye week and they lost all their mojo going into that that game, and they loses those, they lose those games, and you're like, oh, the, the 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 moment was too big for that team, and the other team was able to take advantage of it. Nah, that bye week, you rest and you come back and try to get your momentum. Sometimes that goes against you. If yeah. I, would, yeah. I would like to go in the playoffs without a bye and stay hot. And, but, and like the Rams, like yeah, the Niners did because you got to keep the momentum going. 
So yeah. those teams that had those high seeds, I, I think it worked against them. Like clearly because they're, they're and home. specifically because the team they have to play had to play a game to advance. So they're all jacked up. Like we won, we survived. Let's go. And you're just like. Oh, I had a nice day with the family. Oh, yeah. Relaxed this week. It was great. <laughs> it always happens one of two ways here. You know, you either have what happened to the Packers, what happened to the Titans this year, you know, where the they obviously the bye week ended up hurting them, or you have what always happened to the Patriots, which they would come in every Super Bowl that Brady won was won as like a number one seed, I think, and he was yeah. always having the bye and he was chilling and they knew how to get by that. Like you, mm-hmm. you either totally disregarded it and just kick your opponent's ass when you played them or you did a Titans or, or Packers. There's never like an in-between. It's always like we talk yeah. about the bye team like they, they oh, they blew it. They, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have played or like you don't even realize it that they had a bye. You're like, oh, damn, they're there again, you know? Um, don't quote me though. Den- Dennis can be able to confirm this. I think Tom Brady had two bye weeks in his Super Bowl tenures that he was able to have two bye weeks and were able to win, but the rest he had to play into it. Because, I think it's. I think it was the other way around. I think. I think every yeah. one he had to go. Every championship he had to go through. He went as a one or a two seed. And remember, before yeah. the two seed would also get a bye. So he always yeah. had that first round bye. Yeah, he always had that first round bye. That was that was always the criticism was that he always had yeah. it. Oh, he can't win his way in when he had to. Yeah, he had a bye for every title. So see. Um, all right. Can we? I, I gotta ask. Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl. What is it? LVI fifty six. Who knows? Fifty six. Yeah. Oh, Super Bowl live backwards. Yeah, Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl dyslexia here, LVI. I don't know what I'm spelling here, but can we can we stop with the Roman numerals? Like, when are we gonna? Can we embrace Never. just numbers? It's can we just say Super Bowl 22, 2022? Nah. Look, leave it alone. Let the NFL have that. We're not trying to have the NBA bullshit. Let us have the Roman numeral. <laughs> We're not changing that. But that- can we get more creative though? Like, well, like no, remember the Rocky old school days? It. Rocky no, no, ruined no. It for everybody. Wait, da- Dennis, remember the old school days when we would have like really cool logos for every Super Bowl, like Super Bowl 30, Super Bowl 32. Your su- what, what was the Super Bowl you went to, TD? Ah, uh, shit. I think <laughs> he couldn't, he didn't want, he didn't have to deal with those dumb numbers. He just knows he was at the Super Bowl. <laughs> See? It was like 40. I can go check. It was Super Bowl 2006. That's when he went. You know what I'm saying? So if 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 we were on the year system, it would have been a lot better here. You know, proving my point. But anyway, back then they had the little the little logos. I thought the logos were cool. You know, they, there was a little creativity to the city that was the host city, things like that. Oh, XLI. There you go. <laughs> that was what what 40 uh, 41. Yeah. If if my numerals are correct, right. I don't know I'll how it works. Never get it right. I'll never get it right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, Edwin's shirt size. all right nicely done anyway um all right so everything lived up to the hype let's talk about the first game or what when actually what was the first game on on sunday yeah Bengals chiefs it was that was the first game right okay yeah i was trying to remember the order okay Bengals chiefs let's just get right to it man it's 21-3 chiefs are rolling late in the first half here what did any of you have like did any of you have any feelings as far as like the Bengals being able to pull something off here honestly or were you guys like oh it's over wrapped yeah, up yeah i was i was wasting my time watching yeah. the us men's national team lose to canada but Oof. we had it in the small Struggle screen bus. oh god we had it in the small screen and i looked over and i was like oh no this game's over yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh well i love you joe cool but damn <laughs> i believe what was that Titi? oh I- you sure you did <laughs> With that. Yeah, TD thought he was like, "That's my quarterback. I, I know he's gonna do it." 
when they went down 23, when they went, when they was down three to 21, I felt like going, when they stopped them right before that half, even though they got the ball back, I still feel like they had a chance. I feel like that was a momentum swing. I don't know what happened when they, I don't know what the Chiefs did when they went into the half and they changed the whole game plan. I'm still confused on that. Like, what did you do? Because you didn't score a point in yeah. that. But the Bengals went into the to the halftime and clearly they changed whatever they was doing and was able to figure it out and, 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 and put themselves in position for a Super Bowl. But I believed. But I'm, I'm being dead ass serious. I believe. I did. Okay. I'll tell you one thing. I don't know if I believed, but I, I didn't I didn't rule them out. I felt like all playoffs this season, we've seen this. Brady did it the week before. Yep. Uh, the Rams, uh, the Rams uh, were up big, and then Brady came back all of a sudden. Yeah, that, ge- that game was rigged, though. We've talked I, about it. Of That's course, you thing, say right? yeah, yeah. That's the most rigged game I've ever seen in the history of sports. Bro. But the point is, we've been seeing it, and ever since, ever since twenty-eight three with the Falcons, like twenty-one three is like, oh, that's still doable, you know. So I'm like, that's still. So I wasn't ruling them out. I, I, I guess I wasn't thinking that they would come back, but I wasn't thinking like, oh, the game's over. I was like, all right, you know. You know, just... I'm, I'm gonna agree with you that ever since the Falcons, you you feel like every big game, every big lead is is still surmountable. I think it's safe. But, but you would think that you they would learn from the Falcons and not like keep your foot on the fucking gas. What are you doing? We say all this teams, every time. They yeah. always lose the same dumbass way. Like history repeats itself. If you don't learn your history, assholes. Yeah, run the ball for Christ's sake! You know they never do yeah. that anymore. Like, oh, we have a lead. I know what we need to do: six bombs in a row. You know, all all flat. What is it? Uh, what uh, what's the the streaks? All streaks. streaks. Go yeah. streaks. That's what we need. What's that, TD? It's called go routes. Yeah, bro. Just five go routes, man. They were yeah. even sending the backup tight end on a go route. Like, get out of here. Twenty-eight three isn't enough. You don't, thirteen seconds isn't enough anymore. And no lead is safe yeah. in the NFL. <laughs> period. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> was, you were so right. You're 13 seconds seals. Yeah. No, yeah. it doesn't anymore. Not in this NFL. Damn Marino days. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's ask the question here, man. Did Mahomes choke? Did the, because I think obviously you're going to say the Chiefs choked, you know, but since we don't like to give all the credit to the quarterback when they win, we're going to give all the credit when they lose here. So did Mahomes choke here in the second half? Because I'll tell you, my, 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 Watching him play the first half and watching him play the second half was like two different people. Now, I would be more inclined to say that that was rigged. Like there must have been something there, but it's it's. Or, but I, but what really happened is, look, Cincinnati's defense. I can't name you a single guy on that defense. I don't know. There's this white nope. guy, ninety something, who kept running back. Hubbard, I think, was his name. Kept running, chasing him down. That guy balling MVP. And that Cincinnati defense. Like stepped up. They didn't. What was the what was mm-hmm. the final score? 27-24. They gave up three points in the second half. You know, yeah. Mahomes getting tired of his own brother's TikTok. Yeah. All right, why <laughs> yeah. are we, why are we picking so much on? He's a kid, bro. Who cares what he does on TikTok? Why is there so I, much? Not a kid. This guy. He's not a kid. After the game, he went to a, a little rodeo thing, got on an electric bull, and got a lap dance on it. That's not yeah. a kid. Fuck that. Oh he's man, look, it, he's he, a grown ass man. I know he's he's married, right? Is he like twenty and he's married? I think. I don't know. Fuck that guy. He danced on Sean Taylor's number. Fuck him. Okay, that part, that part is fine. That part is, I, I agree. But like this whole, like, I don't know. I just found like, why are we, bro, like, that's what why? TikTok is. A bunch of no, people we don't not. care about. No, no, it's not. Because okay. there's okay. people on TikTok who work to get their followers, and he just happens to be a famous guy's brother and gets followers. It's not the same, bro. I, I, like, I, so, 
some little kid that we've never heard of who goes viral for doing a dance, I'm all about it. But this clown that just because you happen to have a famous brother, you also get to have social media clout, get out of my face with that. All right, fine. Okay, so fair enough. I'll give you that. But let's go back to Mahomes here because I don't think that's the yes. reason why Mahomes blew it. But if you guys, if, if that's what you're <laughs> nah, if that's what you're going to go with, all he right. Was get, he, he was getting distracted seeing him dancing the whole time. He couldn't pay attention <laughs> to the game, bro. How, how are we putting this on Patrick Mahomes, though? Because he's not calling the plays. It's the offensive. Yeah, but he's the one dancing around there running backwards 30 yeah, but- yards. No, we are – no, Edwin is the one who says it's all on the quarterback, win or lose. Okay. But but he played but, bad on top of it. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I don't feel like he did it – I don't. I feel like he did anything differently. When he was running around, spinning around in circles in the first half, he was like, oh, shit, look at this. He's looking like Steve Young back there. And all yeah, that. but, if, but it, it wasn't obvi- – in the second half, it was obviously not working. It looked like the Bengals figured it out. You're good enough. You He's good enough. And the rest of the players are good enough to just be like, hey, maybe we should just run some flats and not. <laughs> I, hold on, Edwin. What I think they did wrong is they took Tyreek Hill out of the game plan in the second half. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they took him out of the game plan. He didn't touch the ball the whole entire third quarter. So it wasn't Patrick Mahomes. It was the offensive coordinator changing his whole yeah, game. But they have, but they have a guy who led the league in receiving as a tight end. It shouldn't matter. Uh, let me exactly. say this. Let me say this. Look, TD is is right on 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 a point there, mm-hmm. um, and I totally forgot what that point was. Now it's, it's they, escaping they, me. They took Tyreek Hill out of the game. No, 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 it was before that. Anyway, look. Um, it, oh, it, it, we can't blame it all on him because what he was doing oh, in the first. Not on, again, no, not yeah. all on him. No, no, but here's but what yeah, part yeah. of it. The thing, what oh, he was saying, look, what what was working in the first half, and the thing is, he's made his career out of that. You know what I mean? He's gone out there, and that's the challenge. For the longest time, he was doing the crazy things, and it was working. And the problem is, when you do the crazy things and they don't work, then you're going to get the criticism. And for and, and it was so unbalanced for so long because he was just getting away with, you know, like sidearm passes underneath, diving completely horizontal well, and throwing it. it. No, that's I'm just not, saying. Those, but those aren't the problem. The problem I'm not was, saying that those were the problems. Was- he was trying to take more than the, what was being given. And, and here's the thing. It, mm-hmm. it, and it goes back to you live and die by it. You know what I'm saying? He lived by it for so long, was so successful that he keeps going back to it. And here's the thing. Last week, um, oh, who did the Chiefs play last week? Is it escaping my – oh, the, was it the Bills game? The Bills game, yeah. he didn't throw a single pass over 20 yards in that game. Exactly. Everything he played mm-hmm. to, 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 to the against that urge that he has – of you know, live by, die by. Okay, but that makes it then that makes it even more obvious that he messed up. Yeah, he, he, that's what he I'm saying. That, yeah, that's what so I'm trying it, to get. It's at, a is lot that but, on him, bro? But I'm just saying it stems. It stems from that. You know, he's the kind of player that live by it, die by it. And when he did it right, and you saw it in the Bills game, he can just murder you. Like he's, he's just great. He's, he's sick he with it. Have to do that stuff. Yeah. But and that's my, my the thing, thing is, my thing is that in the beginning of the season, the Chiefs struggled because they were relying on that. They ended up figuring it out. They went on that crazy winning streak. So he should have known what to do because he had, the they whole, had already yeah, figured him, it out. The whole, exactly, in the and the whole organization. Exactly. Like, yeah. You've look, done it before. Why all of a sudden mm-hmm. against the Bengals, who haven't been a very good defense all year, all of a sudden you can't figure it out. But against yeah. the net number one defense, the Bills, you score a million points. And here's the thing. It goes and, – and again, here's what happens, man. This is Falcon Syndrome – this is Seattle syndrome, whatever yeah. it is. You got the lead late, run the ball. 
run the freaking ball. You yeah. try to sling it everywhere. You try to get cute. You try to run up scores. Kill the freaking clock. What does Seattle, exactly. Kansas City, and the Falcons all have in common here? The same bad thing. Bad clock management. Bad the bang- clock. The Bengals, were, lo- the Bengals yeah. were losing, and they were still running. Yes. <laughs> You know, yeah. and that was the thing that was what was frustrating about the Cincinnati's uh, offense. Like, man, they kept running on first down. Like, no matter what, it was a run. And they were in. They, they even kept saying, "I don't know if it was Collins or whoever it was." Uh, Rome was like, "Oh, here we go, second and nine again, second and nine again, another second and nine. Like that's what it was. They, but they kept at it. You know what I mean? And at the end of the game, when the defense was tired, it was ripping off seven, exactly. seven, nine, five. So. Like, so again, the uh, it's impressive. I do think there's something to be said about Mahomes just not having, you know, like, it, like you said, it's not all his fault. But mm-hmm. as the quarterback, you have the ball in your hand, and he's the kind of guy that can call an audible if he feels like it. Of course. So if something's yeah. not working, it's five hundred million, bro. You know, <laughs> Hawaiian shirt mustache guy and B enemy keep calling terrible plays. <laughs> he can take it upon himself to be like, you know what? Hey. Go go in the flat this time. Don't you don't have to go crazy. Well, that's what he did. If you saw the video with, with Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey yeah, was exactly. like, "Yo, Absolutely. the seam is open. I'm it. going." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, it. What's that, TD? Put everything on Patrick Mahomes. No, no, no. He only threw one pick, if I'm not mistaken, right? Those. Those. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the end, but let's just give the Cincinnati Bengals defense credit. Oh, 100. For sure. Because. They That's what I'm giving the most credit to. What they did and made Patrick Mahomes had to play, make him have to play. Football. Oh, for sure. You know, I get what we're going with. You know, was did Patrick Mahomes do too much or did he do too less? Uh, let's just give it to the Cincinnati Bengals, man. They just showed up in the second half and just took that thing from. Mm-hmm. Them. But they were getting pressure rushing three because they were sending everyone downfield, and Patrick Mahomes had to run circles for no reason. Yeah. So yes, they obviously did something in the second half, but at the end of the day. Patrick Mahomes and all the Chiefs offense in general blew it. The whole, yeah. all of them, not just yeah. Patrick Mahomes. I think Everybody the big, blew it, bro. <laughs> the big telling thing is here that we're we're also we overlook here is Patrick Mahomes was taking sacks late in the game that he didn't yeah. need to that he never that's takes. What, that's, that's what I'm saying. Going to your point, yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. That was that was the big key indicator telling me that Cincinnati what they were doing was working. And like I said, yeah. that Hubbard guy, whatever his name is, somebody's got to look this dude's name up. He was just. All over the field. He's the guy who was gassed after that yeah. one last run. That he had to go to the yeah. sidelines, and he's just had his arms up, and he's like, God dang. You know, like, one you play up, and then he came back and got a sack. Another sack. Yeah. Um, last thing before we go on to the next game here. Um, overtime. Last week, it was, you know, Chiefs got the ball. We never saw Josh Allen. He had a perfect playoffs. Um, and people were clamoring for changing the rules. I don't have a problem with the rules. You have four quarters to build a lead, and it comes down to this. It sucks, but I don't want college rules. I don't I want to give that. each team possession. No one's asking for college rules. I know. I'm just saying that because that's one suggestion. I don't yeah. think we need to give everybody the ball. We need to have of two course, people. Why not? I, no, I like my no my favorite my favorite awful defense of the current rules is oh play defense. So when you lose when you win the the coin flip, you no longer have to play defense. Only the other team. If defense is so important, oh, just get a stop. Okay, why does the other team not just have to get a stop? Look, well, they changed that rule. I think it was two thousand and it was twelve or eleven. Or Brett Favre when he cried about mm-hmm. not being able to get an opportunity when the New Orleans Saints beat him that year, and they changed the rules based on that because that team kicked a field goal to win the game. Oh, the, see, I'm okay. Look, I'm okay the, with. I'm just saying the other team should get a chance to match. 
If yeah. you score a touchdown on that first drive and the other team doesn't score a touchdown on theirs, yeah. you're done. That's it. Game over. You know, it's it's so funny when we want to see more football because the other quarterback, we want him to – we want him to oh. – Not us. We'll talk about the, the media or who, who didn't mm-hmm. like that Josh Allen didn't get, get a chance because he played brilliantly. Yeah. But he lost because if it was on the other side of the – if there was the other side, we won't be talking about this. Oh, game. no. Of course. In that game? Yeah. Are you out of your mind? Now, but of if, course I'd want Patrick Mahomes to get a chance. He scored in 13 seconds. What exactly. About? <laughs> so if you want to talk about doing this 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 overtime switch, what it should be is same instance they do play another seven minutes, and then both teams get the ball, and whoever has the most points at the end of that overtime win. But if it goes to overtime again, whoever scores the first point, field goal or touchdown, game is over with. And I think it's fine. I think it's no, fine no, the way no, it is. No, it, it's fine for the regular season because you don't want these guys playing all that extra football. It's yeah. hard enough. And but when it. you come to the playoffs, it's not good. Who I, cares about regular season overtime games? Exactly. Not, you're, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll give you that. Yeah. Divisional game, if it's a conference game, you care. But if it's a non-conference game but non-divisional, you don't care about that. I, I, I think it's fine because you got to see how, why it was designed the way it was, which is – you saw Patrick Mahomes throwing a bad deep pass, getting picked off, and that's it. Like that ended it's it. It was Cincinnati and the chance. Now, bro, what are you talking about? The stats are of the thirteen games. If you win the coin flip, eleven of the times you're the winner. That's not parity. That's not fair. And that's not right. That's dumb, bro. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I, I feel like even if we had it the other way, people would complain. Oh well, if they got a chance to score, and then you got a chance to score, then the other team has another chance to score, and then it keeps going. Like, but they no. scored first. It like, does, I don't no, know. It doesn't. It doesn't. I feel like it's just you impossible. Choose... Please. No, no, that's nonsense. But no, everything's like, oh, the rule sucks. But oh well, that was <laughs> dumb. But oops, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's the worst argument for anything I'm on saying... the planet. Not football rules, life rules. Every oh, I know it's dumb and it doesn't work. But I don't want to fix it. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. All right, fine. Let's move it along. Let's keep it going here. We're we're steamrolling through this. Achilles, your boy, the gunslinger. You're you you you've been all you've been and, all about it. you've been listen, riding that gunslinger train. And listen, he almost yeah. blew it. Yes. He, the gunslinger gunsling and throw yep. a terrible deep ball right into that <laughs> man's hands and he dropped it. But like you said, you live by the gun, you die by the gun. Yeah. And yep. this time you live, bro. <laughs> so uh Rams beat the Niners 20 to 17. Another comeback there. They were down 17 to 7 at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know what it is. Rams, you've seen them put up points. You've seen them play well, but they play the Niners and it's just kryptonite. They can't get it together. Uh they had lost their last like four or five straight to them, but when it counted, they came back, they pulled it off. You had that dude, I I can't I don't remember. He's got that weird name. His last name is Tart, I think. Who dropped oh, that interception? Traquist, I think it is. Something like that. Yeah, zero he, interceptions that entire that entire. <laughs> I know he could have had that one. He would have been a hero. That, Damn. So let me let me that's, ask you. That's why he's on defense. Yeah. <laughs> let me ask you, uh, homeboy, who had the worst Sunday? Was it Patrick Mahomes? You know, in his second half uh, debacle. Was it Jimmy G throwing the pick on his last play, you know, ending Jimmy, his minor career? Jimmy G, Jimmy G, Jimmy G. Let's not <laughs> what a what a weird thing. I can't believe that happened to him. Come on. <laughs> was it the uh was it the cornerback from San Francisco? 
Or yes. was it or was it TD with all of his bad takes all weekend long and watching all of his teams, you know, just totally beat him up? I I my no. you know what I'm voting for. I think Tenard had it even worse than that Tart guy because I don't think there's any coming back from that. You know what I mean? Everything just imploded in him. On the line, I just had my passion for my teams. That <laughs> had a super bowl. He get that pick day in the Super Bowl. So Yeah. Gets the worst of this whole entire conversation, bro. That that's the easiest pick that could have existed. Like that guy struck out uh, at T-ball. Yeah, yep. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. with a chance to go to the I'm, World Series. Sorry, because when when we went to the Super Bowl in Chicago, uh, Marvin Jack, um, Marlon Jackson, who was a safety slash nickelback slash cornerback for us, could not catch a cold. He dropped every interception when it came. When it came for, oh look, that looks horrible. Oh, that's bad. He, every yeah. practice that week, and he called the he called the interception against Tom Brady to put us in the Super Bowl. That he jumped the slant route, and then we got in, and we went to the Super Bowl. That right there was the example of like if he would have, I bet you in practice that guy drops every ball, <laughs> every ball, and then what what happened in practice showed up in the game. Yeah, I think with him, I mean, look, Mahomes got 500 reasons, 500 million reasons why he's not going to feel too bad about this. Jimmy G's yeah. got a lot of reasons why he's not, and he's going to get another contract and he's going to go somewhere. Oh, but he's homeboy, still handsome, like he's still good looking. Like, he's still that guy dating hasn't porn stars. Made in the in the shade, bro. Like, yeah, he's he's, he's chilling. Been up, he's been subpar his whole career, and people are just like, "Well, Bill Belichick liked him for a year," and yeah, you know. You know but this yeah. guy over here, who we can't off. even. This guy over here, who we can't even pronounce his name, you know, we're, 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 we don't know his name. He's got a lot of making up to do. And, man, this this is going to be tough. I wish him nothing but success. I hope he overcomes this, you know. But, man, and then that number three, I, I don't like the defense wearing single digits. That whole thing is still tripping me out. Like, that just – it just – it makes it stand out even more how bad that play was. You know what I'm saying? Like, ugh, cringe. But, uh, but yeah, I got him number two behind TD as far as who had the worst Sunday. But um, going back, all right. So, what did we learn from 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 uh from the Rams here? They got two hundred yard receivers. Odell Beckham, Cup again, doing it all, man. But I'm still worried about the Rams because they don't run the ball, man. They do. It's, they run the, it too much. Cam Akers is a fumble machine. And well, that was no, that ball. was last week. This no, week they, he's, they, al- he's always. I'm just saying he's always been a fumble machine. Yeah. And well, I'm talking like, about this week. Yeah. Well, they were down the whole time. You know, oh. it's not. It's hard to to be the Bengals. Yeah, that's a good run, point. You know what, I mean? what I learned about what I learned about the Rams is that defensive line wasn't as good as I thought they was going. Yeah, to- San Francisco's offensive line did a great job. Yeah, <laughs> you got Sam Darnold. I'm sorry, you got Aaron Donald in that middle, and you got Von Miller, who I thought was going to come off. They got some sacks at the end because obviously he yeah. had ball, but the first and second quarter, those guys were invisible. So I want to know how they're going to play with a Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. That is, we can all agree they just. They, but hey, he already uh, got sacked nine. He already showed he can still pull it off getting sacked. They, Aaron Donald and Von Miller should be licking their chops. Oh yeah, going to Cincinnati. And if the defensive mm-hmm. line controls that game, I don't think they're going to be able. I don't think that Cincinnati Bengals can be able to do what they did against the Tennessee Titans because the Rams' offense is just too good. Yeah, true, true, true. I think real talk here, we're looking at this objectively. Obviously, I, I have reasons to root for the Rams. I've been rooting for them for the last couple of seasons. I'm a Rams fan. I've been I've been carrying the flag for the Bengals for the last couple of seasons, unlike Tenard over here. 
I've been, you know, a big supporter of him. So, so, so Tenard has a bunch of quarterbacks and you have a bunch of teams. I got oh, a couple. Oh. <laughs> a couple, just a couple. I just got a couple teams. I, I'm not all over the place here. Oh, um, no. <laughs> listen, I got my heart wants the Bengals to win. I want the Bengals to win. That's the story I would like to see. You know, we'd have the first guy ever to win a Heisman, a national championship, and a Super Bowl as a quarterback. And then there's the whole conspiracy that I think Dan has pointed out, or was it Gus, that they're all named Joe. The only guys yeah. to ever win a Super Bowl and a, and a national championship. Crazy. Um, I think but, that's just statistics. There's just a lot of people named Joe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. And it's just like math. <laughs> but I, if I'm betting, I'm going to bet on the Rams. Because yeah. on paper, and you match this up here, man, it's just, look, we just went over it. Odell Beckham Jr., Cooper Cup. Those are seasoned pros right there, man. As much as I love Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and those guys over there, mm-hmm. you know, you got to give the edge to to the Rams. Uh, on the quarterback, I'll, I'll give it a push. I'll give it a push, you know. But on defense, we just went over. You didn't even mention Jalen Ramsey out there, you know. Who, by the way, I like his tweet where he said, uh, dang, uh, Tom Brady retired, and I'm the last guy he beat on a touchdown, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you got Jalen Ramsey out there. You got Von Miller. You got all these studs, you know, and not to mention what people consider the maybe the best player in the NFL, and Aaron Donald, who's a freak. Now, you got two weeks off. Um Maybe TD can enlighten us a little bit about what's that, what that's like for a team because, you know, we're talking about how the bye week kind of like hurts teams sometimes, but this is equal now. Both of them are going yeah. into it, so it's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this also could be a good thing for Cincinnati to like regroup and figure out and, you know, show some strategery here and see how they're going to go up against these guys and what they're going to do because, again, on paper, Bengals are the underdog here. You know what I mean? It's yeah. going to be tough. It's going to be uphill. But, again, we sh- – Bro, we, 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 anything is possible right now. Anything is possible. You know, you, Rams can go into Los Angeles and choke under the pressure of being a home team. You know, you can see that happening. Cincinnati Bengals fans are going to travel well. That stadium is going to be half and half at least, you know. So are TD, they going to travel well? Are oh, they known yeah. for traveling well? Cincinnati has a good fan base. They, they've been showing it all over the place. They're just a bunch of losers, but still, you know, <laughs> now that I'm part of the fan base, it's elevated a little bit. Um, but TD, tell me, in the two weeks... Going into the Super Bowl, when you have that week off and then you have the the week, the first week that you're there, is there a lot of like game planning, you know, or is it just like a light practices or how is it or is it or is the first week just as intense as the second week leading up to the game? Uh, it depends on what team you're on. So when, when I played in Indianapolis and when we won uh, that uh, NFC, I'm sorry, AFC championship, we were off that Monday, that Tuesday that Wednesday and we came back third, we practiced Thursday, Friday and left on Saturday to come in on Sunday. We had Monday off and Tuesday off and then being in Miami. And then we practiced Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday walkthrough Sunday was the game. So you're really off that first week after the, uh, after your conference championship and those first couple of days when you land into whatever city you in, so and you're practicing at the end of it. Uh, game planning, game game planning is more going into the game that week. Corrections of what you did the week before is the week after the NFC. Oh, I'm sorry, after your conference championship. So that's how we did it. I can't speak for the other team. Yeah. And one thing the coaches try to do going into that week in the organization is get family and friends ready because you have to, you're picking up everybody. The team flies the family. They flies the friend, their friends. 
So the organization is trying to get everybody ready. So what the players can do and the coaches can do is focus on the game. Uh, you know, you try to eliminate distractions. And depending, like you're going to L.A., so L.A. is going to have a, clearly a whole bunch of uh, activities to do there. So depending on what organization you're with, you want to say the Bengals, who has a young coach, he may let the guys go out there and have a good time. Compared to McVay, who, who's been in a championship and lost, he may try to change things up and say, hey, yo, that's win this because we already home. We already know what L.A. brings us. Yeah. That's yeah. Hunker down and just finish this thing off right, and we can and celebrate this shit the rest of the year. That's a good point. Yeah, McVay, not only because he's home, but also because, you know, all these coaches and all these players are not just, you know, maybe they're not superstitious, but they are a little stitious. You know what I mean? And uh, I th- I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, yo, I'm not doing anything that we did last time. And I'm going, he's doing it Constanza. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm just going to do it. If it feels right, I'm not doing it. I'm just going to do the opposite of what it feels and then uh, and see how that goes. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really good point there, TD. Dude, I don't know. Like, when I was with Miami FC during that Open Cup run, yeah, when we would host Open Cup games, and Nesta would still make the players stay at the team hotel so he could keep an eye on them so they're not fucking around in Miami before exactly. a big game at home, not even on the road. At home, he's like, no, 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 no. Yep. Round up, get into the hotel, and then we'll go to the game the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the Denver Buckles a couple years back when they played against the Atlanta Falcons, one of the one of their players got arrested for prostitution. Yes, right here. It was the Super Bowl here. Yep. Exactly. So you come uh. from Cincinnati to L.A., you got a, young, a lot of young guys that, you know, the, the whole entire team is young. This thing, yeah. the entire team in the Bengals are young. Going to LA, where it's going to be a million distractions, I think he's going to bu- – I hope he bunkers down and say, look, when we win this Super Bowl, we can have a party in LA. We ain't got to go back to Cincinnati. But let's finish this job so we can be able to look back on this and say, yo, we did the right thing. Absolutely yeah. right. And I forgot that. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, but, yes, this was the Super Bowl – 98, I believe. And the guy who got arrested, he was soliciting a prostitute off 79th Street and Biscayne, you know, and he was actually had just won. Eugene Robinson had just won man of the year for his community service oh that season. Hey, like he's he's living, it's, hey, he was stimulating the local economy, bro. Get it was back. fantastic. It yes, really workers was. Are workers, too, bro. <laughs> Uh, Jake Hedge says uh, the Rams are better team individually by players, but the team for Bengals is clicking. I would say we need to sack Joey 10 times to win, but shoot, he just did that in one. Yeah, he got sacked nine times. So you got to get at least 10 sacks <laughs> to have a chance to uh, to beat or old just, boy over there. Or just score 28 points because the Bengals can't do that in the playoffs. That's true. <laughs> that's a good That's a good solid here. All right, let's wrap up some uh, some NFL talk here. Been a lot of stuff. Let's, let's get to the local here, which is – this news, Brian Flores suing the NFL. This shit hit the fan today. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting. My biggest takeaway is the fact that apparently there was this whole orchestrated uh, meeting, according to the report, between Flores and Ross on Ross's yacht somewhere, right? I like to picture yeah. this like maybe somewhere out in the Mediterranean. Like they just flew him over there. It was right there in Biscayne Bay. I'm bro. Just, I, I, I like to picture it. I like to picture it like it was out there. And Ross just, uh, you know, Flores walks in, kind of looking around like, what's going on? Yeah, results are all over in the <laughs> You know, and uh, and he says, hey, look, um, we're going to tamper. And I don't care that, you know, you know about it. But we want Brady. And apparently there was a hard push for Brady. And then the other shocking revelation is that 
he was told that he would give them a hundred thousand dollars per loss so they could tank properly so they can do a full rebuild on the draft which i think is a good idea i mean i'm not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) that's a cool easy mill (laughs) cool easy you know that that's 1.6 mil right well, that's what I'm saying. You can still win a couple of games and save face and still make a million dollars. Yeah. I think uh, the Bengals got the pick, and they had two wins that season. And then they had – and then the Dolphins had five. We ended up going on that little winning streak, and we went from, mm-hmm. like, a, a second pick to a fifth. Granted, we still ended up with the with the second quarterback drafted, which was Tua. But, ooh, you know, like – Swing and a miss. Yeah. But, man, <laughs> He still made $1.1 million, I guess. Well, you know, he was offered that. I, we were there. I was on the field when he won his first game because he beat the Jets. That was his first career victory. And they doused him with the Gatorade. And then mm-hmm. Ross was on the field. I have pictures of it. Ross was on the field there, and he was hugging him. But I guess now looking back at those pictures have another meaning now. He was probably like, oh. son of a bitch. Yep, yep. You know? <laughs> he fucked it up. You had one job, Brian. Lose every game, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally that meme from uh, from the last dance where uh... – where Larry Bird's hugging him. It's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, what do you want to see happen out of this? Like, because I feel, again, we may have had reasons why we thought Flores should have, you know, or maybe uh, earned the the firing or whatever. But what's happened post that is not up for debate. This is This is fucked up. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. when the news broke that Brian Flores was fired on the day that first Monday after the season ended, first thing that came out was everybody was shocked. Everybody was surprised. Nobody saw it coming. Mm-hmm. A few people might have said, oh, well, I'm not surprised, but they're very few. The majority was like, no, this is surprising. On top of that, um, after that happened, everybody was talking about how now Brian Flores is the number one coaching candidate available. He zoomed up to the top of the charts because here he goes, hey, he got he, he got duped, you know? He got yeah. shafted. He did a really great job with the Dolphins, you know? Everything's great. And what's happened since then to now, the fact that he still doesn't have a job, that he hasn't really been mentioned as a possible candidate for any of these people, like, dude, this is fucked up. Like, top to bottom, just fucked that's, up. Bro, that's the smear campaign. If you don't think that mm-hmm. had an effect, you're out of your mind. Now, do you think it's the smear campaign that had Forge, the effect, or do bro. you think it's just it's just... Old racist white billionaire owners, like regardless I'm gonna, of the I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this. Okay. If if they would have just if the Dolphins would have just taken the heat for the surprise firing of Ryan Flores mm-hmm. and just moved on, there's no one getting sued today. I guarantee it. True. True. Okay. They they messed it up and they made it even harder for him to get a job. So he already had to deal with all the bullshit we know exists that he, he's suing the NFL for. And then on top of that, they made it even easier by like, oh, well, he's an asshole and no one wants to work with him. Yeah. <laughs> Evan says, this is Flores. Not only uh, not only do I know I'm not getting back in the league, I refuse to become your token interview when I already know you don't want me, which is absolutely true. What, what happened yeah. there with the Belichick tweet or the text messages, unbelievable, man. And again, like the Dolphins were maneuvering this for the last couple of weeks pretty efficiently, you know. Ross came out a few weeks ago, says, I'm not gonna be the guy to take Harbaugh, you know. And mm-hmm. just yesterday, Gus is like, Yo, I think this Harbaugh news is about to break. Let's I hope it breaks on the show. And we're like, Yeah, I can see it happening, you know. He's going through. He finally said, I think, uh uh yesterday or the day before that he's you know, he's he wants to look at his NFL options. So everything was lining up. All these other coaching candidates 
had gone everywhere else and the Dolphins hadn't made a move yet, you know? So it was like, all right, they're playing the PR game. They're playing it perfect. They're playing it perfectly. And all of a sudden this today breaks like a bomb. And it's like, wow, bro, we just can't do anything right. This franchise, this guy, um, do you see what think about how many African-American coaches have more than two years of coaching without getting fired at two years. And then you go on to the guy who's in Houston who only had a year. The, that's why they're token coaches. Yeah. Token black guys. Like, okay, we're going to do the hire a black coach this year so we can say we're following within the rules of the NFL. But we have our eyes mm-hmm. on, we have our eyes on, you know, Chip Kelly because we know in two years they're going to be available. So they just fool around with this guy. And if he becomes something great, oh, well, if he doesn't, we already had our game plan. So I can see, I can understand his pain. They got to find cause to see if he was actually mm-hmm. black, blackballed. But if there's cause, the NFL is going to have another black eye when it comes to racism or anything that's causing any kind of uh, separation or discrimination because they just got rid of the Kaepernick stuff. Now they're about to add yeah. And it's gonna be another four years of of this kind of bullshit we have to deal with when it comes. Bro, to- as lo- as long as Mike Glennon keeps getting money, the Kaepernick discussion will never go away. Yeah, <laughs> total shit show, man. And, um, and and you also know that things are so bad race wise for the NFL that something I noticed this year in the off season were teams were tweeting out graphics that they were interviewing black people for their GM jobs, like. Wow, thanks for letting me know. Good work. Like, I that's the most shocking thing I've ever seen in my life. Not that you hired, that you interviewed a black guy. You're like, oh, well, here, we, we got to put it on social. Let everybody no. know, bro. Like, We're doing our part. Bad, dude. We're <laughs> helping. People, and I see a couple Mexicans, and I say, hey, look, guys. I got these Mexicans. <laughs> look. House. You know, I'm doing a favor for the community. I, <laughs> Ridiculous, dude. I, hey, it, that's what they're there for. It doesn't make any sense to even bring that up. If you got to be your GM, race shouldn't matter. But if you want to say, hey, look, I'm hiring a guy. He's black. You know, I interview him. He's a, he's a black guy. Shut up, man. This is why I always side with the players. This is why I always mm-hmm. side with the players, because these are millionaire players going up against billionaire owners. You know what I mean? And I'm sorry, dude. Like, it's just it's not an even fight. It's not going to be a fair fight. You know what I'm saying? So, to me... Seeing a, a guy like remember what happened with Tomlin? What the God? Who was the? It was the Dolphins. The, was it was the Dolphins. But who was the guy? I don't was think it, it was Ireland? Ireland. Somebody else said, "Oh, oh no, that Tomlin guy. He's too hip hop. He's too you know? hip hop. Yep. He's too hip hop for for us." He's and then they went with Cam Cameron. A, he's never had a losing record. <laughs> never had a losing record. Ever. Nothing. No. He doesn't so. even have a rap album or a mixtape. <laughs> he doesn't have a losing record or an album. You know what I mean? He, so yeah. get over it. He's known for being the most like. <laughs> prim and proper militaristic by the book coach in the whole NFL. Yep. That's just pure racism. <laughs> yep. And that's the thing, man. We're going to have more and more of this. And unfortunately, until we start seeing some changes when it comes to the ownership, you know, when we start seeing some minor- more minority owners, because there's a couple, you know, but they're not making a dent. It's not really mm-hmm. doing anything, you know, until you see a, a, a bigger shift in that, we're not going to have anything. It's just, it's it's just gonna be too way too too difficult, and we're gonna continue to have these problems because they have all the leverage, they have all the power. You know, billions of dollars will do that. Uh, I hope 
Is there something that we hope happens like to the Dolphins here with this whole lawsuit here? Or nothing is gonna happen. The NFL already put out yeah. a statement against Brian Flores. Like yeah. straight up. They didn't were like, oh, we're gonna look into it. No, they were like, no, this is bullshit, and we're standing behind our owner. So yeah. nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> Man, it's a shame though, because I, I I would like to see. I don't know. Uh, some a friend of mine was texting me today. He's like, "Man, I hope we, I hope uh, Ross loses the Dolphins." And I'm thinking, yeah. like, man, this guy, he's kind of right, bro. If if Daniel Snyder can still be the owner of the Washington Football Team, no one else is ever getting their team taken away. That right. Richardson guy from Carolina, he just got got. He had to be the one sacrificial lamb until like they murder someone, and yeah. even then, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> They're Absolutely never true. ever gonna take another team. I don't have, know what's happened with Washington, bro. Have, no team is getting taken away. They have to kill animals. That's the most you kill <laughs> you kill a dog or a cat. Get them out of here. Yeah, unless yeah. unless it in the in the discovery for this trial, if it doesn't come out that Stephen Ross steps on hamsters to get aroused, he's not <laughs> yep. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Jake Hedge on YouTube says, I just hope him screaming racism doesn't ruin his career. He's a good coach and he should be in the league, but suing teams and the NFL isn't isn't ever a good look. It's not a good look, but it's the right look, you know, and he has to bring and I'm glad that he's out there carrying the flag and, you know, saying, hey, this is fucked up, you know, and Mm -hmm. we'll see what, what happens. But yeah, who's more likely to coach again, John Gruden or Brian Flores? Brian Flores. Yeah. You think so? No, dude, John Gruden's done. He's done. No, I take it back. Baylor might hire him to be their football coach because they don't give a fuck about it. Yeah, they don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, but then again, you have the black guy who sued the NFL and called every other owner racist. Uh, you know, mm. yeah. And, could... they'll, and they'll get a hand slap, and then someone will hire him. Like, all right, fine, we'll hire you. Please don't take us to court. <laughs> a defensive coordinator, John Gruen couldn't be a coordinator. Yeah. Oh. Position, he'll be a DB coach or quality. Somebody will hire him. But he'll yeah. be a head coach. Call, he'll, if he coaches ever again, John Gruden, it'll be in college, bro. He's done in the NFL. <laughs> so, how are we feeling about Harbaugh to Miami? Is that still, is it, it's still to me, it's going to happen, right? Uh, you can't go through all this, sacrifice Brian Flores. Although that would be the very, that, that would be the most dolphin thing that could happen, which is we go through all this trouble. And just mm-hmm. like we did 10 years ago when we flew to the West Coast chasing Harbaugh, came back with our tail between our legs and re signed Sperano, you know, as a lame yeah. duck coach. Maybe this is what, I, this is definitely what we deserve. Harbaugh needs to just oh, say, no, I'm not sure. going down there. I don't care how much of a booster you are. I don't mm-hmm. like what you're doing. This guy's suing you. I'm not going to be the guy involved in that. I'm going to Minnesota or I'm staying in Michigan. I, I like the snow. Right. You know, you gotta, you gotta work yep. on the we. We're not Dolphin fans anymore. That's not right. We, them. That's right. So, <laughs> That's a them problem. Um, I was I can explain- definitely see that happening though. I, I can 100% see Harbaugh saying, yeah, I don't want to be part of this mess. Right? At, all. Why? at yeah. this point, like, Ugh. you know, just get out of here. Yeah. So, oh man, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you something though. I was, uh, a friend of mine was like, yo, you dolphins are just a hot mess and you've been a hot mess forever. And it got me thinking, you know, I was like, hmm. And it really reminded me of something here. And this spicy sports nuggie brought to you by Tenard Davis. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, uh, but this is very disappointing, man. This is very sad. At one point, the Dolphins were like we were looked at the same way we look at the at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. You know, a class yeah. organization. You know, had their run ups, but you know, historically reliable. 
There's an uh, infographic where up until like 2000, they here. were like one of the winniest teams in the history of the NFL up until that point, and it just went. Swah! <laughs> well, Tini, the Dolphins came into existence in 1966. It from 1970, right? We'll give them the first four years while they were, you know, a new franchise here. But from 1970 to 2003, the 34-year span, right? The Finns had only two losing seasons, right? They went to five Super Bowls, one, two, and only had three head coaches. Like that was as rock solid as a team as you could possibly have. It just went to shit. <laughs> and it completely went to shit from 2003 to now. What is this? 19 years later? Like it's, 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 bro, it's the worst. It's the worst of the worst. There is nothing that we, we have to, to, to be happy about or to be proud of, man. It's just, it's really, really just. A shame. How does that make you feel, TD? I agree, man. I agree because well, when you think of our, you know, when you think about the Dolphins, I was making the faces, but we did have a first-class organization. Yeah. In Heisinger, even though he was kind of like scumbaggy, but he did, he did let they let, all are, bro. <laughs> let the GM be the GM. He let those people do their job, and we had winning football. Yeah. Uh, now we're like we're touching on Browns. We're going to, we're going to probably be the new Bengals. You know, Tiger, they, dude, Lions. They're new, the Lions. new Lions, bro. We, we haven't won a Super Bowl since 73. That's how many years now? That's a long time. I, I can't count that much. 50? Oh, that's 50, 50. something. 50 years. So Next year it'll be 50. Is Ross the problem? Obviously, because it starts from the top down. But if he gets a good coach that stands his ground, most likely he had one. Well, he was black, so <laughs> so yeah. the, he'll he'll take a, he'll, he'll take some attitude. He'll take a little attitude from Jamar, Bob. but from Brian Flores, fuck that. Did so, he just, just turned Stephen Ross into Donald Sterling? <laughs> Talk to me that way. <laughs> he Ross look when he said something to him. So but look, Stephen Ross has been the owner for like twenty years now. And he's in his 80s. So that means he bought the team at a, at a certain point in his life in his 60s where he was like, all right, I, I got some time here till we can turn this around. Considering the history that they had 34 years of, of success, and he's totally trashed it. And now he's in his mid to late 80s, and he's getting more and more desperate. Like, this is not a recipe for success here. This is more and more bad decisions, overcorrections, overreactions, and overreaching, you know, and meddling that it's just, man, Dolphins, sorry for you guys, man. Good thing I'm a Bengals fan. Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> Titty, who are you rooting for more next year? The 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 Browns or the Titans? I don't know. Like where where's your I, rankings here? It's huh? the, my heart goes to Baker Mayfield. But my quarterback is Drew Burrow. <laughs> Damn, Tannehill's just all the way off the list now. Wow, dude. You finally you realize it took you what three or four three seasons to 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 realize what it took us just like one or two but we had to live with it for eight. Look, man, this guy took the Tennessee Titans to the playoffs three years in a row. No, no, whatever you want to say, the Dolphins didn't make the playoffs since this guy left, and they're not going to make the playoffs ever again. If you're not going to give Joe Burrow credit for winning games, I'm not giving Tannehill any credit. That was all Derrick Henry and a defense. Okay. Credit. What are you talking about? Derrick Henry. That Tannehill has the best. I'll give you what Tannehill does has the best handoff arm I've ever seen in the NFL. His yeah. handoff arm is spectacular. 
Like that it's just it's a thing of beauty. Ever. Yeah. Every time handoff. he goes back there, I'm like, oh, this isn't a botched handoff here at all. And if it is, it's the running back's fault. Always. I, I give you this, Edwin. I have my concerns the same way you do about Ryan Tenniel. He scares the bus Jesus out of me in the fourth quarter. I'm I'm not gonna lie. But he he still is my guy. I want him to win because how the Dolphins shitted on him, you should want to root for him too. It's not his. It's not his fault. The Dolphins are, are, are fucking shitty. It's the Dolphins organization. I, that I agree. He's just he can't. You can't play. You can't win with Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs. He's perfectly good in the regular season, bro. He he carried. He carried the team. Yeah, no, dude. This year he carried that team. Derrick Henry was out, Listen, and they still were the number one God, seed. I'm not going to fight no more. I agree. <laughs> I, when Ryan Tannehill's in the playoffs. I'm 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 really holding my check like this, like, like I'm scared. <laughs> but I still want him to win. So Look, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill and confidence are two words that have never gone together. Okay. You're just anytime he's involved, there's no confidence. You're gonna be holding everything and just just praying. And unfortunately, that's never gonna work out for you. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> Titi, you're gonna stick with us. We're gonna talk a little heat here uh to wrap up the show, but I know you got some stuff to do. Yeah. You're going to hey. bounce? Hey, let's see. I got to bounce. But listen, hey, I'm still here. You know, I'm, I'm still here. I'm not queer, and I miss you. Okay. All right. There it is. Thank you, uh, number one Joe Burrow fan. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> All right, TD. Have a good night, brother. Uh, we love you. All right. And we needed a little TD there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap up the show here. Let's put a little mm-hmm. quick bow on here. We went long there with the uh, the NFL stuff, but man, it was just it was too juicy. Too much. So much There's stuff. Too much. There's too much. So much juice there. Um, shout out to uh, to Dennis. He had to bounce and TD. So it's just it's just us three here. Little late right. night with the juice. Little late Let's night juice it. here. You know. All right. Uh, bad night. Heat and Panthers lose tonight. Huh? Oh man. Not that. That's not good. So much negative man. energy in the air. We lost the revenge game up. to the Raptors tonight I after know. being up at halftime. What's going on here? They were Duncan they Robinson's were at, fault. Duncan Robinson's they were up fault. at the end of the third quarter, bro. They're gassed. They've played that stupid triple overtime game and then had to play another game on the road a day later, they were, bro. They were short today too. I think some guys were out. I don't. I don't. I didn't see exactly. No, who it was. everyone was out. Everyone was out for the Celtics game, and everyone they're back. Whatever. Oh, okay. It was Jimmy and PJ, mm. but they were back. But still, they're they're gassed. Like, yeah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. But it happens, man. And the All Panthers, right. bro, on the road, they are not good. They're not good. It's a problem. Well, let's let's start. I, let's I keep with the, the Rangers. I hate. Let's the keep Rangers. with the Heat, though. Let's keep with the Heat here. Okay, so uh, first place in the East, tied with the yeah. Bulls. We're thirty-two and twenty now after tonight's loss, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're twelve games over five hundred. Well, now it might not be first place anymore unless the Bulls lost today. Also, or we came into today. We came into today first place. We'll we'll go with that. We're on a yeah. three game skid now, right? Yeah, three game skid. Three game skid. Um, skid row. Oh, that's not a good look for us, you know. Skid marks so, in your underwear. Yeah. Uh, I'm still confident. Oh, I'm still confident. I'm not worried. I'm still about good, you, right? Yeah. Heat in three. Heat in three. He and yeah, three all day. Dude, of course, bro. Like, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. Will they finish as the number one seed? I don't know. I don't. I don't give a shit either because I know we can beat all the other teams. I don't care. It's not a big deal. All right. More <laughs> likely, 
more likely to finish as the number one seed, the Heat or the Panthers? Oof. Panthers. I think the Panthers. They. Oh, no. Panthers. Actually, I saw the Panthers have the most road games to close out the season. So they're yep. in trouble, Oof, too, bro. That's tough. And, and the Heat are the opposite. I, yeah, the Heat are the opposite. Heat. Yeah, I got to go Heat. <laughs> got to go Heat. All right. I think the Heat, they, they just need to get keep it together until the All-Star break. And then they can regroup, come back yeah, at the end, of, uh, come back in the Depot, second half yeah. of the season with yeah. all those fucking home games, bro. <laughs> and and Depot's on his way back, and so is, mm-hmm. is Marquise Morris. So yep. we're gonna have a fifteen-man rotation, all yeah. home games. It'll be fine. What's up with Lowry though? Did he play today? No, man. I don't know what. It's all, it's personal reasons, and they that's all they say. Man, no. So yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. So nothing else has uh, has come out from that, huh? They haven't really elaborated on what the personal and, reasons and, are. And like Spo, they always ask Spo and Jimmy about it. They're like, "Hey, personal reasons," and we support them. That's it. Like they don't they don't move hmm. off that line. So whatever that is, it is, that's fucked up. I feel bad. <laughs> like I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, that's a little. Oh, all right. But anyway, all right. So we got the Heat. You know, three game uh, skid right now. Panthers, one game loss it's again it's 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 not a skid it's that they are not the same team on the road they just aren't and i can't understand it like i again there's gonna be a little difference home and away fine but they are literally the best team in the nhl and then a barely five like under 500 team on the road that's shocking (laughs) and they're putting up baseball scores still which i love like that yeah. to me is just the best thing. They put up eight the other night. Um, they've had a couple of nine pointers, you know, nine goal games here. I think this in two in two games against uh, against Columbus, they've scored seventeen goals. Yes. <laughs> you know, good god, and they gave up four, but you don't even feel bad yeah. because they scored eight. No, you know what I mean? It's like well, yeah. I, I didn't watch that game, but I heard that the score was five four at one point. That's okay. not good. That's not good not against good. that garbage ass team. It doesn't matter that you scored eight. It wasn't like it was 8-1, and then you dicked around, and they scored two extra goals or whatever. You know what I mean? See, here's like, the thing, though. Game. Here's yeah, the thing like with the, the – They're like the Golden State Warriors, bro. Fuck defense. Let's just go score a lot of points. Yeah, and here's the thing with the with the Panthers right now. They kind of feel like, you know, NFL playoff football. 21-3, down 4 nothing. It's all right, oh, bro. Dude. We're, we're in this game. <laughs> they, played, they played the Sharks the other night. They were down 2-0 after the first period, and you're like, oh, too much time. Bad move, Sharks. <laughs> Bad move, bro. <laughs> you scored your goals too early. Way to blow your load so quick, San Jose. You know, man, that's a that, yeah, that's true. That's 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 where we are right now. Sports right now is just in a weird, weird place, huh? Nothing makes sense. Everything doesn't exist off. in any sport at all, except at for I guess all. baseball because pitching is crazy. Well, yeah, the pitching has gotten better, and it's all boom or bust. Small ball is out. Nobody's mm-hmm. playing real good baseball that's anymore. That's the only reason I watch baseball. What? Boom or bust? Like, like, no, like small ball, defense, runners. Oh, yeah. That's what I like. I don't dude, care. 2000, about- dude, 2003 <laughs> is about as sexy as baseball ever got, bro. That was like sex baseball, man. You had Juan Pierre leading off. He would mm, bunt. Get yeah. to first base on a bunt. Okay? Then Luis Castillo would come over, and he'd slap slap a hit opposite field right Juan Pierre would be so fast because he was stealing you know yes. on the first pitch so it was a hit and run they couldn't throw to second they'd either get the force at first or they'd have runners on first and second then what happens Pudge comes Oof. up third Oof. just gets a looping single in comes in comes Juan Pierre JP beast mode one nothing Marlins I know right <laughs> one nothing Marlins Love no it. outs runners on first and third Miggy comes up hits a double scores two it's three nothing ball game that's it <laughs> 
Josh Beckett pitches nine innings, shutout, baseball, sex dripping everywhere, bro. Marlin sex. Love it. Best ever. If you're someone who enjoys <laughs> small ball baseball, you have to give softball a chance because that's what it is. It's the fastest, wild running around. Yeah. Like it's frantic watching a softball game. Like it if is. You I've enjoy watched that style. It's it's fun. Like yeah. and I've I watched... grew to like it because I worked in college sports. Yeah. Like I understand. Like you're not seeking out like a random college. I get it. But like if you ever feel like you meant. Damn, I missed that. Just watch one every once in a while. That's I watch. I watch. I like watching Little League too. I watch the Little League World Series. That's Gus's favorite event of the year. Um, but the kids. You know kids. what? I had a Gus moment tonight. Okay, so get this. I come home from work today and I go outside to walk the dogs. I take them on a nice walk. You know, we're going around. I'm in this new neighborhood. I'm still feeling it out. And I do like a 30 minute walk. I get back to the house and I realize I locked myself out of my oh. own home. Just told, I'm like. This is gonna Brutal. suck. So I gotta wait. You know, I gotta make a phone call. Wait for, for, uh, for Cindy the intern to get home and you know save the day because she's the superhero and I'm the super dumbass. You know, so of course, you know she's laughing at me the whole time. So <laughs> I decided to. Well, what am I gonna do? I got no wallet, no keys, no no. I just got two dogs and you know they've done everything. So we started walking. We ended up going over to uh to this local uh, baseball field over here. Really nice, really oh, really yeah. nice little uh baseball field here. They even Frangio have park, parking. Right? Frangio park. park. They even have parking for um golf for for golf carts, like their own golf cart parking lot. I was like, wow, <laughs> and it was Col- packed. Color Bay is a golf park vibe, bro. Oh, it is golf it's, cart, golf cart it's vibe. Super weird. I don't get it. But anyway, they're there. You'll it's get crazy. It. Oh, you're uh, gonna get it. Yeah, gonna get pretty it. soon. In two to three years, you're gonna be out there and you're tricked out fucking mm-hmm. golf cart. Yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. the local kids are playing. Let's go watch the game. Hey, hop in, I'll take yeah. you. You know, yeah, we're gonna be that guy. Grab, I got a cooler in the back. Grab yourself a brewski. Let's go. It's okay because it's electric. I can drive. You know, uh, that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be me doing that. But anyway, so I take the little walking trip, which is like two blocks to the ball field, and I start watching it, and bro. I was severely disappointed. All these kids sucked. I was like, I, this, I was like, this is, is what hard, Gus, dude. I was like, this is what Gus feels like when he watches all these kids. Play. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. this is what he dude, hates it. I was, I don't know. I, no, I was really like, I was okay. Talking, I was talking about this with my brother. Uh-huh. About, he's about to have a kid. He's like, oh, I can't wait to get him into soccer because it's so cute to watch little kids play soccer. Yeah. Because they just run around, they kick the ball, and it doesn't matter that they don't know what's going on. It's still yeah. cute. Baseball is hard. It's a game of skill. So you're yes. just doing this, and you can't like you expect a kid to like make a diving save at that shortstop and sling it to first base. No, yeah. it's just like. <laughs> but see, here was my takeaway tonight. I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, man, just it's a generational divide. The gap, it's a chasm. It's humongous, you know, from what it was when I was a kid to now. You know, when I was a kid, baseball was life. I was like, I was like, uh, Danny Rojas mean, from listen, from from Ted Lasso. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you guys were good. That doesn't mean you guys were good. Here's Just the thing, though. About- <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I feel like I was watching. I was like, man, I was not this bad at this age. Like these kids are you just were. not no, very see, good. Like they were. didn't, they weren't getting You're- the basic fundamental. Like there's a guy on second, throw it a third, throw, or or like the it was basic stuff that they were doing wrong. And I'm there like, wow, like they have all the look. They have, you know, they they got the helmet. They had their shades on. They got the batting gloves. They got like what I call postalida. You know, they got the whole look down and then they go up there, but then they don't know how to do the basic stuff. And I'm thinking, is this like a thing that you grow up now as a kid and you just and I get it. Maybe 
baseball now is not looked at as like the fun thing to do, but it's looked at like oh, that's what my parents want me to do. But I'd rather be home playing Fortnite or something, you know? Like there's a lot or more options. Or football or soccer. Or something or else, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I get it. And I think there's just more competition now. And I was looking at it, I was like, man, it's just I was like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not one of these dads because I, that's another whole nother thing. I don't want to be a baseball dad. Like, those guys are nuts. My nephew's one of them, and he's like, oh. And I just like, I can't, bro. I can't. I'm not going to get mad at a kid for, for messing up. No, that's, I'm just, not... that's just a sports dad. That doesn't you. I played plenty of sports no. when I was a kid, and my parents were psychopaths about it. See, that's I don't just... want to be that, you know? My dad was a psychopath. Don't, don't, don't be that. <laughs> for sure, my dad, for sure. My dad got thrown out of a couple games. <laughs> <laughs> big Gus over there. Like, uh-huh. like there was a there was a local park when I was growing up that I used to play basketball all the time, and there was this one mean ass dad that always brought his kid out there, was running him through drills, just always on his ass, and I'm just me dicking around and would fucking smoke that kid all the time. <laughs> it doesn't make your kid better. If your kid's good, he's gonna be good regardless. Just because mm-hmm. you're a hard ass isn't gonna elevate them. Like you either have it or you don't. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. That's what, yeah. But see me as a, as an observer, a neutral observer watching it today, and I was like, I don't have any skin in this game, but I'm watching these kids, and I'm like, bro, but they, you could tell, like, and I'm like, I can't, like, I remember as a kid, it was like the Sandlot, you know, it was like, we really, like, we really took mm-hmm. pride in understanding the stuff, and I never played organized baseball, I never played in Little League or anything like that, we played, like, you know, in our in our neighborhoods and stuff like that, I was like, bro, but, but we, we yearn for it, and yeah, I feel like, you, man, this is just not there. It. Yeah, like you yeah. said, you grew up with it. Uh, uh, growing, like the amount of parents who are like, I'm a baseball person and I want to make sure my kids in the baseball is 1% of America. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, uh, now, you, you mentioned, how you mentioned Fortnite earlier, Edwin. And now those kids, how you were about baseball, they're like that about video games. Hop, exactly. on, a, hop on a game. Hop on a game and just fuck around, and some kid is gonna tear you a new asshole. Exactly. And, and the like, kid will not, tear me a new asshole. When I used to hop game on games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would hop on games. That was something we played as kids growing up when it was raining because we couldn't go outside to play. We played like Nintendo on a rainy day, you know? And even then, mm-hmm. I never understood or knew any game as well as these kids know any of the games now, you know? Now, again, there was also Nintendo games when I was a kid, which it's a whole class of difficulty on its own. Like, you know, classic NES is considered like the hardest uh, skill level there is because those games were impossible to beat. You know, but these kids are just more like in tune with this stuff. And I just I was kind of like watching them and I was just kind of sad. And to answer Eben's question, how old were these kids? They were like, uh, I'd probably say like they, uh, no older than 10, maybe like they were that's in that. young, dude. That's young. Especially like, if you've never grown up on baseball. I'd say, well, young, dude. <laughs> I'd say like 10 to like maybe, I don't know, maybe 12. I don't know. There were some that were kind of small. I was like in that young age, you know, but still it, it, it was a thing, bro. Like, I don't know. It was it was. They look like the Sandlot kids. That's what I'm yeah. saying. But like the 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 the, the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Anyway, was kind of disappointed. Uh, so after an hour and a half of being outside, wandering my neighborhood without any keys, I finally was able to to get back home and and uh, get in from the cold. But yeah, that was uh that's what was going down over there. Um, anyway, we're at the uh, almost at one and a half hours, man. We've gone pretty long today. So much for a restream. Uh, Gus. Yeah, there's no, there will be no restream tomorrow. Sorry, so everybody. To talk about. Yeah, too much. Way too much. I want to thank the participation on the chat today. It's been pretty lit there. Uh, Jake, Eben, and uh, from State Farm. Huh? Jake from from State State Farm. Farm. Yeah, Jake from YouTube coming in here and commenting and giving us his takes. Cindy, the intern, starting us up. Uh, Big thank you. What are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? Come on, say it. Who's going to say it? Khakis. Khakis. 
Oh, obviously, one last thing, just in case. Yes. Everyone needs to know the number one basketball team in the nation, Auburn University, is up 53-44 on Alabama tonight. Just quick update on basketball that actually. I'll won. give you that, bro. I'll give you that because you are an Auburn diehard, and your team yeah. is number one. You have all reason to to talk shit. Yeah, yeah there's. It's not. Oh, my team is pretty good. You guys should watch. We're like twelve and come and climbing the power twenty-five rankings. No, no, you guys are number one. I'll don't give it throw, to you. Don't throw shade at the Canes like that, bro. No, no, no. You're not Canes fans right now, so good, good. I'll give you that much. Um, I do want to circle back to what we talked about at the beginning, real quick here, um, real fast before we roll out here. This, um, we we talked about Djokovic, we talked about Federer, and mm-hmm. uh, and we talked about uh, Nadal. Nah. Who's, team are you guys who's your who's your boy out of all these because i've always been a federer guy that's been my dude nadal's been my number two djokovic you know far three to me Um, what's what's great about them is that they're the perfect spectrum of types of players because you have federer on one side who just finesses the absolute shit out of you oh for sure he that guy hasn't broken a sweat and you're about to drop dead because he's just working your ass but the federer one-handed backhand is one of the sexiest things in all of sports. He exerted all of next sports. To no effort, right? It's and then you up have Griffey's swing. It's up there with Ken Griffey Jr. home run as far as like the sexiest things in sports. Yeah. And then you have Nadal, who's the opposite, who's just all oh, power and athleticism and running around and ripping shots. And yeah, then you have and germs. Jokovic in the middle, who's just like a perfect, like he does it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, who do you? I think who you think is best is how, what style you like, not necessarily yeah. who's yeah. better. So, but like I said, I think it's it's awesome that they're all three great and they're all three different. Also, like play styles. Yeah. And, you know, listen, I have a little Spanish. I'm always going to be Nadal. I get you. And he's just so much fun to watch playing the sliding around on the clay, whipping shots around the side of the. Net like an animal, like oh. <laughs> you said. He's definitely probably when he's playing, when they're all playing at their peak, he's probably the most fun to watch yeah. because he makes it. You're like, like he, he, he's that guy who just oh, he's doing that extra stretch and that extra thing, and you're just like, yeah. well, when when Federer is like Aaron Rodgers, he makes it look easy. You know, it's that kind Not of even just. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. I'm telling you, I, I stood next to Federer right after a match, and he, he smelled like beautiful cologne. And I was just captivated. You know, I was just for sure. captivated by him, bro. Slice. Oh, Ace, man. get out of here, bro. <laughs> I, I will say, I, 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 uh, a few, I think it was like a year ago, I think we, I, I, I did a whole little segment on, on one of our shows about Joker um, and what he was doing and how what he was accomplishing. I, I respect the guy. I think his oh, story great is player. great. Great, he's great, great, great player, and has been a trash person his entire career. Yeah, he's he's getting kind of tra- he's getting trashier. I'll give him Somehow, that, which is almost Some- impossible. Yeah, <laughs> but again, man, um, the biggest takeaway I have is that when they said I can't, I, I'd like to give credit to whoever said it. I don't remember where I heard it, but somebody said, "Look, tennis has had three Michael Jordans playing at they've the same time." They've been saying that. They've been saying that on Levitard show. Yeah, that's been his little, his thing. I don't think I've heard it there. I think I heard it somewhere else. I feel like I saw it on TV. That's why. Um, but anyway, it was three Michael Jordans, somebody three that stole LeBron, it from Levitard. probably. You know, three yeah, who stole it from us probably because they steal our oh everything, right? all that <laughs> shit. They stole they steal from us. Um, fancy guy. It's called the Duke of Beef Wellington. Okay, yeah, get out of here. Um, but what's it called again? It's just it's it's just so fascinating, bro. And we've been yeah. so fortunate. I think uh, obviously. The current generation, like this era of sports that we've lived in, and I was having this conversation with my friend today. I was telling him, like, we've had 
three goats of, of tennis playing at the same time. We've had the two soccer goats, you know, sharing mm-hmm. 10 years of their careers together and giving us multiple matchups. You know what I mean? We've yeah. had the passing of a torch from a Jordan to a Kobe to a LeBron, and we haven't skipped a beat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've had all that. The only sport that hasn't had anything like that has been baseball since, no, since it has. the Big it's Bashers. No, it No one cares, dude. Yeah. No, we've, had, but, we've had some of the best players. Yeah, but look at Mike Trout, bro. And no yeah, one gives but, a shit. But the yeah. thing <laughs> is, but they haven't held that clout, that, 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 that stardom, no that whole total package. No one cares about the sport anymore. It it, it has it, it it unfortunately the sport is great. There's oh. a ton of talent, and there's a lot of young and 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 great athletes and incredible players. But that superstar, the 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 you know the yeah. last one was Barry Bonds. You know Barry yes. Bonds, the McGuire's, the Sosas. Do you think the decline of baseball of its popularity has more to do with just the fact that the game is? not as exciting to people or do you think it has to do with the fact that a lot of the people that dominate the sport nowadays are not American? I don't think it's, I don't think it's that. I think there's more, obviously there's more non-Americans dominating now and it's Mm going to continue to grow because you know, it's becoming a more diverse sport, which I love. Mm -hmm. Um, But the thing with baseball, it, it has always had to battle with the fact that it's a long sport. It's considered a boring sport. Yeah. And every, and, you can't alter baseball to make it more exciting. You just yeah. can't. Because the, the this, game is the game. The, this baseball but, yeah. game is being played the exact same way it was played 100 years ago for Babe Ruth. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, it's not like football where you can invent new rules and the quarterback can do whatever they want. Or yeah. in the NBA, mm-hmm. you can create different rules. and Three-point shot. Different, there's different ways rules, to triple. Like, oh, exactly. Yeah. You just, baseball's baseball, bro. And unfortunately... Yeah. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Jimmy Fox hit 50-something home runs, 140 RBIs 100 years ago, and this guy's going to do the same thing now. You know what I mean? It's it, it hasn't changed. That's the beautiful part of it. That's one of the things that I love about baseball because, again, it goes back to being the most numbers game of all. You know what I mean? The numbers really mean stuff, and, and they're important. But I'm not going down that path. But baseball hasn't had that stardom guy. It never will is what I'm saying. It's, you it, can't. It's you just not that it never will. You it's, can't it's, compete with the other sports anymore. You just can't. I think I think you, you still have, can. It's just we Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, those are two generational all-time great players, and no one gives a shit because it doesn't translate into highlights the same. You I can't don't. go on YouTube. It just and again, it's not their fault. No. It's just the sport is the way it is, and you're never gonna be more exciting than Steph Curry or Tom Brady or whoever it is that's doing all this crazy stuff. You know what I mean? No, you're, you're you're absolutely right. I don't. I'm just not quick to rule it out and say never again because, again, with everything you just said has always applied to baseball. You know, it's always yeah, been no, but the, but that's the thing. It's the market is crowded. There's other options now yeah. where it was baseball for a hundred years, and then the other stores started coming, and now they're here, and it's like. Like you, it's the same reason why we say sports in Miami is tough because there's too much other shit to do. Bro. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. There's too right. many other sports and too many other mm-hmm. things going on. I'm just not going to rule out one good sex scandal that could really liven up baseball again. You know, just give it to me. <laughs> you know, Tatis some is every, Tatis is everything you want in a young superstar. There's going to be like one. Fun. He, you know what yeah. I mean? He's fun. He's a fun guy. He plays fun. He hits home runs. No one cares because it's baseball. Unfortunately. I don't know. We're it's it's. There's gonna be either either there's gonna be like a guy who's like like 
openly gay and like really flamboyant and then that guy's gonna tear it up and people are gonna be like oh okay there's something to talk about or some guy was like dating nothing but prostitutes and he's like i don't it's gonna take something real out there you know for as much as i don't care for him Derek jeter was the last baseball player that it mattered in this country that's a good one that's a good one but i i'm still holding off hope that we can have another Derek jeter type player never um we'll see we'll see we'll see i mean the captain went down with the shit bro yeah, it's true. It's true. You just, you just love baseball too much. I love baseball. Wanna, it's so sexy. Yeah. It's my it's my player. love. I love it so much. I added some new bobbleheads to my collection. You can't see what's behind me. I sit here and watch garbage ass Marlins games all the time. Oh, <laughs> I can't just wait. Dude. I like baseball is a good sport. It is a good sport, but yep. I understand why people don't want to pay attention. Well, uh, Evan says here as we wrap up here, the last major stars baseball had were taken down because of PDs, despite the fact that everyone was on PDs. And yeah. he also says uh, hockey hasn't had a major star since Gretzky. Uh, they've had, they've had some Bro. stars. Gretzky go, was the last. Go watch a Panthers game, my friend. Huberto, there. We got so. like six of them. Just <laughs> exactly. All in- Come on, <laughs> Except Bro, not what? today because they, they didn't play well. The, the, we have that rookie exactly. Lundell who set every record, rookie record in the last game. So far, yeah, he's been killing it. So <laughs> it was what, right. the third. The third line had like fifteen total points, like <laughs> something like that. All right, this is going to conclude and wrap up here another edition of the Evening Juice with Lemon City Live Season Ocho, Episode Cinco. Big thank you to TD for joining us. Uh, Hopefully get him back in the fold a little more regularly here. We had the gang back together. A nice little reunion. It was good times. Uh, Thank you, Achilles. Thank you, Gus, for, for making the time. As always, check us out. We'll be back next Tuesday. And uh, other than that, have a great rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe, like, share, do all that good stuff. Help us out. We appreciate it. Until we see you next time. Adios, muchachos. Bye-bye. Where are you, guys? I wrote a song about it. Like the kid, here go. Live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la. I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonheads.